This is the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth Podcast. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. Today is Monday, February 22nd, 2021. Uh, it is oh quickly approaching 1 o'clock in the afternoon here in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. Uh, it has been over a year since I've done a message on this podcast. Uh, I'm not going to get specific as to why, because I'll, I'll get into that another time when I when I have more time. I'll just keep it really simple. It had to do with uh, professional uh, responsibilities, and we'll get I'll get into that another time. Because right now, what I want to I want to spend all my time and energy on is what occurred 90 years ago. 90 years ago to this very day, our Lord Jesus Christ appeared to St. Faustina in Poland and gave her the gift of the Divine Mercy image. Now, let me back up for just a second. Historically speaking, from 1925 to 1938, Jesus appeared to St. Faustina in Poland. For 13 years, Jesus appeared physically. In Poland, the St. Faustina. He appeared to her about a hundred times. Gave her hundreds of messages during this time. Everything that Jesus said runs in harmony with sacred scripture, has been fully approved by the Catholic Church, and it is a life-changing message. And there are certain highlights within this 13 years. And one of the great highlights is what I'm going to talk about today, and that's the sacred image which is one of the reasons that I'm, I'm, I, I needed to begin again today. It had, to, it had to be an appropriate time, and today needed to be the day. Because um, what if you don't know about the sacred image, if you don't know about the, di- the, the divine mercy image, this message right here, if you take Jesus at his word, it's going to change your life. You're going to be a lot happier. You're going to see a lot more blessings. You're going to see a lot more peace in your life. Why do I say that? Not because of anything I'm going to say, but because of what Jesus says. See, it's always about, we have to ask ourselves a very simple question. What does Jesus say? Right? Not just because that is the, he is the source of truth. And once we get to that place and we begin to take Jesus at his word, things open up. And today, that's what this is, to, what today's about. So let me read what occurred 90, day, 90 years ago to the day. February 22nd, 1931. At this point, St. Faustina is beginning to become, I would say, somewhat comfortable with seeing Jesus face to face. This is not the first time Jesus has appeared to her, and she's becoming uh, slightly more and more comfortable with these apparitions. So here we are. February 22nd, 1931, 90 years ago today. Here's how it goes. St. Faustina writes, In the evening when I was in my cell, I saw the Lord Jesus clothed in a white garment. One hand was raised in the gesture of blessing. The other was touching the garment at the breast. From beneath the garment, slightly drawn aside at the breast, there were emanating two large rays. One red, the other pale. In silence, I kept my gaze fixed on the Lord My soul was struck with awe, but also with great joy. After a while, Jesus said to me, Paint an image according to the pattern you see with the signature. Jesus, I trust in you. I desire that this image be venerated first in your chapel and then throughout the world. I promise 
that the soul that will venerate this image will not perish. I also promise victory over its enemies already here on earth, especially at the hour of death. I myself will defend it as my own glory. Amen. So obviously you're hearing this on a podcast, so you can't see what I'm, the, the actual sacred image, but Jesus is describing it. Just to reinforce what our Lord is describing. It is where you see Jesus, where it, it, he has his right hand raised in blessing, his left hand is pointing, pointing directly to sacred heart, where the rays of mercy are pouring forth. You see the red ray and the light blue ray coming forth. And then, of course, at the bottom, you see Jesus, I trust in you. This is called the sacred image. This is called the image of divine mercy. This is what occurred 90 years ago today. So let me read. I want to, I want to spend some time reading uh, some other things that Jesus said about this image. And this is one of the things where I think everyone would need to hear. This is what Jesus said exactly. I am offering people a vessel with which they're to keep coming for graces to the fountain of mercy. That vessel is this image with the signature. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. What a gift. What a gift. Think about this for a second. Our Lord is, what if I said, who would like to have an opportunity to receive graces constantly from the fountain of mercy? What if I said that to you? Well, Jesus is saying, here's this gift. So you have to, you have to get this, all right? You have to have this sacred image, whether it is you order the prayer cards from the divinemercy.org, whether you uh, order a portrait, um, you know, if if even today you're saying, well, I, I just want it immediately right now, I would, I would search it on your computer and bring up the sacred image. And I'm going to talk about more about, about that aspect of it in just a second, but I want you to think about the reality of this. Jesus is saying, this is a gift for you and I. And I want to take a moment and talk about this part of the, the, the apparition for just a second. Allow me to draw some conclusions based on my own prayer life. You know, this message was given in the 1930s, right? So I'm 41 years old. I'm going to be 42 years old in about a month and a half. When I was young, I remember being able to go to Sacred Heart Church in Havertown, Pennsylvania and open the doors of the church and be able to go in and visit Jesus. And I remember even in the late 90s being able to go and they had adoration in the chapel. I would go and I would have a visit with Jesus. Uh, the chapel was open all throughout the day. They closed it at night. But, you know, over the over the years, those opportunities are becoming... Uh, Less and less. It's more challenging to have adoration for, you know, over the course of the last many years, churches began to lock their doors because of the vandalism. It's very difficult to find adoration in many parishes. And now, of course, with the current COVID pandemic, it's much more challenging. Well, who knew this? Who knew these days would come? You and I didn't know, but Jesus knew. So I want you to think about this for a second. Why would Jesus give us this gift? I believe personally it's so that we could have an opportunity to adore Jesus from, from the comfort of our own home. What does veneration mean? It means to adore. It means to honor. And Jesus is saying he wants us. Jesus is saying he wants us to honor this image, to venerate this image. And he'll pour forth graces upon us. Let's take him at his word. Let's, let's enjoy this blessed gift. 
Let me read a couple other things, and I want to talk more about about this sacred image in just a second, but let me read some more things about what Jesus is saying about this image. There's There's a time later in the diary. Matter of fact, let me read what Jesus says. This is later in the diary, later in these apparitions, when St. Faustina finds out what these rays mean. Here's what Jesus says. By the way, I, w- I want to be clear. It is to my knowledge that this occurred um, at the directive of St. Faustina's, Faustina's confessor, where St. Faustina actually asked Jesus to describe more about this image so that we could learn more about it. And here's what Jesus said. This was on another occasion. This was in, uh, Actually, this was as late as 1934 where Jesus describes this. So this was a few years later. The two rays denote blood and water. The pale ray stands for the water, which is, sorry, the pale ray stands for the water, which makes souls righteous. The red ray stands for the blood, which is the life of souls. These two rays issued forth from the very depths of my tender mercy when my agonized heart was opened by a lance on the cross. These rays shield These rays shield souls from the wrath of my Father. Happy is the one who will dwell in their shelter, for the just hand of God shall not lay hold of him. I desire that the first Sunday after Easter be the Feast of Mercy. Amen. Let me hone in on this one sentence. Jesus is happy as the soul that will dwell in their shelter, meaning the the, the rays of the mercy. So, let me ask you this. this is, I've always, I've, I've said this for years. One common theme of every human I've ever met, we all want to be happy. right? We have different ways, different things that make us happy, but I've never met anyone who, who doesn't actually desire to be happy. Now, there are, you could argue, those who, who, um, who are leading very sinful lives, you say, well, how, how do they want to be happy? But I would I would actually argue in their sinfulness, they're actually, they're, they're trying to be happy. They're just actually being unhappy and causing others to be unhappy. But but I, I've never met anyone who actually desires truly to be unhappy. In other words, everyone desires to be happy. And here Jesus is saying, well, if you want to be happy, do this. Simply dwell in the shelter of my mercy. Venerate the sacred image and you will be happy. Think about that. That that is an extraordinary promise. So let's take Jesus at his word there. As we ought, as we always should take Jesus at his word. Now, I want to read later in the diary, Jesus is talking more about this image, and he's he's this. I'm just going to read the last sentence of this because this is where the highlight that I, I think is relevant to today's message. Jesus actually says, by means of this image. I shall be granting many graces to souls, so let every soul have access to it. Here we're seeing Jesus say, he's literally going to pour graces forth from this image. I want to re- take a moment and reinforce something. You know, the, the I'm asking this question, I'm not going to see your answer, obviously, but are you familiar with these sacred heart apparitions? You're either saying yes, you're either saying no. But the Sacred Heart apparitions predate the Divine Mercy apparitions. Uh, 1670s, Jesus appears to St. Margaret Mary in France. 
and gives her the sacred heart apparitions. And during these sacred heart apparitions, one thing that Jesus says is that anywhere a place where his sacred heart is is venerated and honored, he will pour forth, he will pour forth blessings. And in other words, through his sacred heart. So this is not the first time we're hearing of blessings being poured forth in this manner. Now, so I think that's important for us to remember. And now I want to I want to I want to go move forward right into the novena to the divine mercy, but I don't want to spend time talking about the novena itself, but I want you to hear this promise that Jesus makes to St. Faustina and to all of us regarding the fount of mercy. And the question we ask ourselves is this. What is the fount of mercy? Well, Jesus already described it. The fount of mercy is this image which I'm spending this time talking about. So keep this in mind as I read what Jesus says about the fount of mercy. Because you're going to say to yourself, well, I would like to know about this fount of mercy. And, and we've already gotten into the detail of that. And this, I'll get into more of the Novena to the Divine Mercy over the next few weeks as it's about to begin time to begin that Novena. But for right now, just focus on these words. Jesus says to St. Faustina, as he's preparing us to make a Novena to the Divine Mercy beginning on Good Friday. I desire that during these nine days you bring souls to the fountain of my mercy, that they may draw therefrom strength and refreshment. And whatever grace they need in the hardships of life. And especially at the hour of death. On each day, you will bring to my heart a different group of souls. You will immerse them in the ocean of my mercy. And I will bring all these souls into the house of my father. You will do this in this life and in the next. I will deny nothing. To any soul whom you will bring to the fount of my mercy. On each day you will beg my Father on the strength of my bitter passion for graces for these souls. Amen. Let's focus on this one sentence. Jesus says, I will deny nothing to any soul whom you will bring to the fount of my mercy. Well, let me ask you this. If you or I are the beneficiaries of going to the fount of mercy... Would it be fair to say that this is what initial this these words, this these apparitions, is where this process initiated from? From Jesus giving this message to Saint Faustina. I think the the answer is a resounding yes. Of course it is. So therefore, we can expect by the goodness of God to be the recipients of this promise. What's the promise? Jesus is saying he's going to deny nothing. To you, me, or anyone who approaches the fount of mercy. Now, I will be clear because I don't not, I never want to mislead. Jesus is clear in this in these 13 years that any request that we come forth with must be in accordance with God's divine will for us to receive it. But two things I want to highlight. One, we should see that as extraordinary because. Jesus promises in this diary that if we submit to his holy will, we receive a sea of blessings and the presence of the Holy Trinity. And we receive more than we can even desire. 
In other words, we shouldn't see that as limiting, but rather unlimiting. I've said that before. And the other thing I would point out is Jesus says, no soul that has approached me has ever gone away unconsoled. Jesus also says, no soul that is called upon my mercy has been disappointed or brought to shame. I'll say that again. Jesus says, no soul that is called upon my mercy has been disappointed or brought to shame. In other words, we may not get exactly what we're asking for, but we're never going to be disappointed. Sometimes we will get exactly what we ask for. Sometimes we get more than what we ask for. But we're ne- Jesus will never disappoint us. We're always going to get something. And I'm going to tell you right now, there have been times in my life where I've asked for something and Jesus has exceeded my expectations. And he, he, and, and he will exceed yours. I would encourage asking him, approach this fount of mercy, approach this, this sacred image, and trust what Jesus is saying. Believe what he's saying. I want to point out a couple things. Uh, one question that comes to mind. Does this sacred image need to be blessed? Well, there's a few, there's a, there's a few ways I would answer that. Well, first of all, the, the first question I would ask is, what does Jesus say? Now, I've gone through this diary very, very uh, specifically looking for this request. And I've never seen where Jesus says, in order for you to receive these blessings, the image that you're venerating must be blessed by a priest. I've never, se- I've never seen those words. Now, I will say this. I want to be clear. When Jesus is first giving the sacred image, he does say this. I want this image, which you which you will paint with a brush, to be solemnly blessed on the first Sunday after Easter. That Sunday is to be the Feast of Mercy. Amen. So, there's a few things about this. One, Jesus is referencing the actual very first sacred image that is being painted. Uh, that, that, that that specific image ought to be blessed. Now, that, of course, was blessed by a priest. But in terms of the individual images, uh, a few things about this. One... I've contacted the divinemercy.org uh, in the past. It is to my knowledge, and they do the best of their ability. Anytime a sacred image leaves their production center, they make sure it's blessed by a priest. Okay, that's the first thing. I can't promise that that happens every single time, but that's their that's their uh, that's the plan, right? Uh, I would also say this: Jesus says in the diary, "My love and mercy knows no bounds." So if you have a sacred image in your home, there's a high probability it's been blessed by a priest. I would do this, and I've done this. I've done this in our own home, believing in the goodness of God, believing in the strength of his mercy. I would ask Jesus Jesus himself to bless that very sacred image that you have in your home, whether it's a prayer card or an image, um, and by the power of his divine mercy, believe that it would be blessed. In other words, ask and you shall receive. And have confidence that Jesus himself will bless this image. And if, you're feel, if you feel more comfortable asking a priest or a deacon, the next time you have that opportunity, do so. Do so. But there's a high probability, if you have it, it's already been blessed from the production lines. Can't guarantee it, but it's very likely. But Jesus never says those words, it must be blessed by a priest in order for you to receive these benefits. And I would go back to the sacred heart apparitions, which we looked at predate the divine mercy apparitions, and Jesus 
never says in those apparitions that I've ever seen where he says in order for you to receive the benefits of venerating the sacred heart of Jesus, that that image must be blessed by a priest. Now, I think as I say that, I don't want to contradict. I always think it's a wise decision to have anything sacred in your home or sacred that you have to be blessed by a priest. But I wouldn't let that limit you from waiting and saying, I'm going to wait till this is blessed by a priest in order to start enjoying the benefits. Because that would be... Um, I don't, I think in reading this message, I would say that it would be, it would be better to, to start, to start going after enjoying the benefits of rather than wait for it to be blessed by priests. So I hope I made myself clear on that. The other thing, like I said, I would ask Jesus himself to bless it uh, and believe that he would. Remember, Jesus is saying, my love and mercy knows no bounds. So we have to believe in his goodness. We have to believe that he's going to come through in every way. And like I said in that, in that one reading where Jesus is saying he's offering us a vessel with which to keep coming for the graces to receive the, the, those blessings. So we need to take Jesus at his word, right? I hope if when you're here... Uh, 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 what, this is what I wanted to mention before that. So if you're bringing that image up on a computer, clearly that's not an opportunity where a priest would have blessed that exact image. But at that point, if that's the best you have, if that's the best opportunity you have, my best advice to you would be to ask Jesus himself to bless that very image that you're looking at and believe that Jesus is going to pour forth the graces from that image onto yourself. That that would be a fountain of mercy. But I definitely do everything in your power to make sure you have a sacred image, whether it be the prayer cards or in your image in your home. And I want to close with this point. If you're hearing this message right now, I want you to think about the benefits, happiness, victory over your enemies. Jesus is saying he will deny nothing if you approach this fount of mercy. Let's take Jesus at his word. In other words, Jesus only speaks the truth. Let's believe what he says. Let's take our Lord at his word. And let's start enjoying these great benefits and enjoying this great gift that Jesus himself gave to us 90 years ago, that of the divine mercy image. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. And I want to thank you for supporting and listening and sharing the Jesus only speaks the truth podcast. I hope you have a great and blessed and wondrous day.